welcome to Ethical Quandaries. I'm Jessica Veldstra. And I'm Denise Thompson. And this morning, we're going to talk about Proverbs 31. But before we do, just a little disclaimer. This is summertime in Alaska, which means that we have house guests 24-7. Yes, it's, what, three weeks, That four, five weeks now that we've been going on having guests every weekend yeah one time one time I counted during the week. I counted the amount of people who had stayed over at our house during the summer and it was like upwards of 45 <laughs> so that's just summertime so the disclaimer is that you may be hearing some background noises of breakfast being cooked and like discussions but we're just gonna try to edit most of that out we'll see how it goes because <laughs> a good editor she'll do a good job oh no I'm not but you know I'm learning <laughs> so yeah today's topic is Proverbs 31 if you grew up going to church like we did every Mother's Day, we'd be hearing sermons on this one. Um, (laughs) Also, any kind of like women's retreat. So what's the, like the nickname for this? The Proverbs 31 woman? Yes, that's what, that's what they call it. It's interesting because... um, Because it's a description of a woman? Oh, that's not where I was going, but okay. No, but I mean like... (laughs) It's it well. I was gonna say it's interesting because we had brought up a Proverbs thirty one verse and our should I you give beer to a homeless person, <laughs> and that one's never brought up when we ever we hear about Proverbs thirty one. That verse is just completely left out, but it's in there. <laughs> yeah. And the reason is is because although we always hear it on women's conferences and for women, like we're always like hearing this preached to women. So we always hear Proverbs thirty one talk to women Mm -hmm. but we never hear the part of proverbs 31 where it says give beer to those who are perishing wine to those who are in anguish let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more that's verse six and seven Mm -hmm. of the same verse we only start at usually verse 10 and the interesting thing about that is is that although we're always told like you know this is we're talked to women it's actually addressed to King Lemuel. Yeah, it's the sayings of King Lemuel, who was an oracle. His mother taught him. Yeah. So these are things his His mother mother told a man. Yes. So it's actually addressed to a man. Yeah. So she. So are we gonna read it? Is that? Yeah. Let's read it. (laughs) You guys like aren't prepared. Are we gonna read this thing? Denise was trying to find it earlier, and I was snapping at her, telling her, sword drill, sword drill. <laughs> That's... I'm very out of practice. <laughs> that, by the way, is something we grew up where everybody would sit in Sunday school, or in my case, school, and... Not my school. <laughs> and you'd have your Bible, and people would, like, say, uh, you know, Samuel 3.20, and you have to find it as fast as you can. And the purpose of this was to be able to apparently find things in your Bible very quickly. And the faster you were, like, you win. Like, you stand up and read it really fast. I'm really confused <laughs> about why we're trying to find them so fast. In case it was an emergency? Well, you know the, the scripture emergency, Sinise. <laughs> <laughs> I always... Well, I'm well, not a competitive always, person. It was always, it was, but yeah, it was always like the person who knows where everything is in their Bible is like the most righteous person. No, it's just the person that can memorize where yeah, things are. Exactly. And like that. Person with the best memory. <laughs> 
Well, it's kind of like when we would do, in our school, we would do math, like math drills, mm-hmm. like your times tables, and they would make you bounce a ball at the exact same time. Oh, gosh. So it's like the person who has the most coordination. So does it, exactly. Is <laughs> it your math skills? Me. Or yeah. is it your, ba- your ball bouncing skills? Yeah. And that, to me, I don't know, it never was important to me, right. so I would just be like, I know my times tables, but I don't want to sit up there and bounce a ball in front of the class, and I didn't care to win. So they never really tapped into my... Yeah. No, they did the same thing with history. Is like we would get a shot into the um, a basketball into a hoop, like if we got the right answer. And I'm like, I will like just say I don't know because I don't want to do that. Yeah, that was me too. And I don't want to My history teacher was like, you know. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> two times two is four. There we go. See, mm. the dogs are crying because... They're all excited because we got guests. Yeah, someone's excited. showing up. Exciting stuff. You guys get to hear that. <laughs> so the scripture, yeah, it starts out. Are we reading the whole we, well, chapter? We, well, it, let's just say it starts out with some stuff about how yeah, to be I mean, a good she, king. She's talking, <laughs> yeah, she's talking to her son, and she's like, this is how you be a good king. And it's She also- talks about giving beer. She talks about speaking up for those who cannot. Is someone knocking at our door? <laughs> no. No, it was just the door shaking because people are going in and out of the front door so much. It's shaking the other doors in the house. Okay. Now, someone's using the water right outside the window. (laughs) Oh, this is so much fun. Uh, They're um, using the hose right outside the window. Proverbs uh, 31 is actually, the whole thing is a poem, and it's an acrostic poem, which means that every first line begins with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet in order. And so if you think about it that way, how you wrote those in school, like try to do acrostic poems and how difficult they were to like make sense. (laughs) Yeah, I probably didn't do very good with that. (laughs) But yeah, so it's a poem. It's an acrostic poem and it's addressed to a king what his mother taught him. Yeah. So So that's the audience. So Mm. she's talking to him. She says, give beer to people, speak up for those who cannot speak up for themselves, uh, judge fairly. And then around verse 10, she goes into character of a wife, like Mm -hmm. what he should look for in a wife. Mm -hmm. And this is your mother talking Mm -hmm. to you. So, of course, it's like, she must be perfect. Exactly. This is what his mother said to him. (laughs) Let's keep that in mind. (laughs) What would you want for your little boy? When we were doing this, I told Jessica that I didn't really have a lot prepared. I, even though I know this, I feel like I can just talk on it. But when I found it, when I, when I did my sword drill <laughs> and I found it in my Bible, I had actually highlighted a few parts, which is so funny because, I mean, I probably haven't used a highlighter in a Bible in years. And so I, I don't know when I highlighted this. Maybe my early 20s. <laughs> I'm guessing, yeah. I was going to say, that's when I was big on highlighting. That's big on right. highlighting. Um, Teens and 20s. <laughs> because the more highlights you had in the Bible meant the, the, the more, more you read it. And then the boys, looked the a boys lot better. would look at who's high. That's what they were told. Look oh, at that who's, is- <laughs> who's woman's Bible is the most highlighted, and that's who you want to go for. I don't think that's what they did, but oh that's gosh, what I was told. No. Oh, 100%. You think they were looking at your highlighting? Well, that's what we were told. <laughs> I was never told that. Yes. I think it's in a song. Oh, that's like the funniest thing song. I've ever heard. I don't know. I missed out on That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that and quilting. <laughs> that's some messed up crap right there. 
because you were a good Proverbs 31 woman if you used your highlighter. Exactly. It should have just been added on here to the list of char- <laughs> characteristics. Yeah. So, I guess I'll just read it. 31, verse 10. It starts out, a wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. I'm sure people have heard this. Mm -hmm. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. I've already failed. (laughs) I've already failed. (laughs) She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. I've really failed. <laughs> I mean, maybe I've selected some wool socks. I was gonna say you, you. I feel like at your your line of work, you have selected some wool and flax items. Oh yes, <laughs> I, we used to have pillows with flax in them. There you go. I brought home a pillow with flax in it once. See, success. Yes. <laughs> Verse fourteen. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. Ramen. <laughs> I make ramen. There you go. (laughs) I'm doing good. She gets up while it's still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. That's really hard in Alaska, by the way. Well, yeah, because I don't have any money for servant girls. Well, also, getting up when it's still dark. (laughs) There is no dark. Not in the summertime. I feel like if you don't have servants, you don't have to follow this. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good point. (laughs) She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. That also won't work here. No. No. Wine can't grow here. Mm -hmm. No. I mean, Mm. well, Jessica's brother can grow wine, but he has a high tower, which is an amazing, (laughs) cool thing. Yeah. Uh, If you guys don't know about high towers, look it up. Alaska is full of them because we have lots of light. Yeah. But it's a little chilly, so it kind of provides like this optimal growing. Yeah. But yeah, no one has a vineyard up here. Yeah, and the other thing, interesting thing about that... And people are going to say, I'm taking this too literally. Well, but but this is the kind of crap that was, like, it was preached very literal. So, the other thing about that is she has her own money and bought her own property with it, which was actually not allowed for, in the U.S. for, like, a hundred years. So, Mm -hmm. it's interesting that (laughs) ancient Israel had looser legal confines on women than... The U.S. US in in early 1900s. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable. John Piper wouldn't like that. He said women who have muscles are, like, unfeminine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue. (laughs) I'm just going to say I'm not a fan of his. Just throwing it out there. Because I like when I get muscles. I'm always, like, posing in the mirror. (laughs) I've never had any, I wouldn't know. (laughs) She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. Who wants to sleep with their lamp on all night long? Well, it means that she's up all night. And And she gets up in the morning really early. Okay, so... When is this woman sleeping? sleeping. And that right there is like the big guilt I always had about Proverbs 31 because I need my sleep. And that's something that I just... (laughs) really resonated with me when I was reading Jamie the Very Worst Missionaries, a memoir or whatever, is because she was in a Bible study with these women, and she talks about how sexist and horrible this book they were reading was, and, like, how it, like, she just kept in, like, kept her mouth full of muffins throughout this whole thing, (laughs) that, like, it was just horribly sexist and, like, basically condoned domestic violence, and she just, like, kept on putting her muffins in her mouth and then all of a sudden the muffins were gone and they were talking about how you need to get up earlier to make sure you have your quiet time 
and the muffin plate was gone, and she's like, that's a bunch of bullshit, basically. <laughs> and the woman, the other woman who was leading it was like, you can sleep when you're dead. And she's like, if I don't sleep, she's like, would you rather be a better Christian or a better mother? And I'm like, uh, well, to be a better Christian, you would be a better mother. Like, they're not mutually exclusive. And if sleep's no, going to be the way, like, if you're a bad mother, you're not being a good Christian. It doesn't <laughs> have to be one or the other. And, the other. and it's weird when it's one, one or, the, or other. the other. Yeah. Like, you can be definitely a good mother and be, like, a totally different religion or non-religious whatsoever, but if you're going to be a bad mother, you can't be a good, good Christian. Christian. No. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, her boiling point is where she started speaking out was when they said, you, you need to get up earlier and get less sleep. And I'm like, that's my thing, too. I'm like, I can't do it. Like, if I'm going to be a good person, I need sleep, which I didn't get last night. I don't know if I'm going to be a good person today. <laughs> <laughs> my dog was up whining all night. because <laughs> we have guests, and yeah, she knows she, that she they She just wanted to go play with them. <laughs> so, in her hands, back to Proverbs, in her hands, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. I'm assuming they're talking about a spinning wheel or something like that. They're just talking like about that. a loom. A loom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have that in our back room, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I totally have my loom <laughs> that I weave with. Mm-hmm. So, what's funny is I only highlighted two verses. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them because it was, like, the only one that I thought, oh, that's a good one. Like, the only part that I like. The only part I feel like I can accomplish. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. So, I mean, I liked my early 20s self right there. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. I mean... Mike doesn't look good in red. Patrick does, but I don't like him to wear it because it really upsets me. I am not a fan of red. I like little bits of red, um, like holly berries in bouquets. But, like, if my family was clothed in scarlet, I would be really angry. Like a handmaid's tale. Like, please change. I know. And, I mean, I guess that applies to me because I am not scared when it snows. Right. she makes coverings for her bed she is clothed in fine linen and purple okay so now she's wearing purple but her rest of her family is wearing scarlet which is great because i look really nice and purple colorful bunch yeah it's like the red hat ladies right they wear red and purple purple. there you Mm -hmm. go he could be a red hat lady they could Uh so she makes the coverings for her bed no Mm -hmm. i just go and i buy the set Mm Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. I don't okay. really know what that has to do with her, but okay. I mean, cool. she has a respected husband. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and, I mean, I'm sorry, I have to go back to that. That's a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a beautiful verse mm-hmm. she's clothed with strength and dignity she can laugh at the days to come mm-hmm. but all I can think of when I see that now is a tattoo mm-hmm. on your rib cage mm-hmm. or uh, your collarbone mm-hmm. <laughs> okay she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness her children arise no i can't do that i've <laughs> got to watch my tv her children arise and call her blessed 
her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. I also highlighted Mm -hmm. this. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. So, So, (laughs) interestingly enough, this is often used as a, like, a prescriptive thing for women. Like, you need to do all these things. So you need to get up early, you need to go to bed late, you need to have children, you need to clothe them. Do not be idle. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And they, like... They take it very, like, you needed, like, here's your list to do. And, in fact, if you look at Pinterest, it's, like, there's lists of, like, go to Proverbs 31 woman on Pinterest. There's just lists of things to do. Lists and lists. And it's, like, this whole, like, burdensome, like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. And I need to do this. And, like, oh, how am I going to get all this done? And you know what? Women, we already have enough things from our culture. You can have it all culture? Oh. You can have it all. And then that means that you need to do it all and be it all. And just, yeah, you have to be the both the perfect mother, the perfect wife, the perfect homemaker, and the perfect business person all at the same time. Where, like, I feel like that's not necessarily put on men. Like, no. His mm-hmm. he, his instructions mm-hmm. were really nice. But his... His, his instructors were... His instructions I mean, I, were one, two, three, four, five, I'm talking four, about, five, like, from six. our culture. Oh, yeah, no. My, uh thing is like his instructions are actually the whole thing because it's meant for him oh yeah true <laughs> it is meant for him he is to make sure she's doing all no. of these things <laughs> he is to make sure he marries someone like that too. well but um but what they use it in so one of the things that they use it in the jewish culture so rachel held evans who's an author check her out did a year of biblical womanhood which is an excellent book but the reason the she was talking to her jewish friend about you know how they hear Proverbs 31 and she's like oh you guys use it as a list of things to do that's you know horrible what happens in you know our culture is that the men memorize it and sing it to us on the sabbath as praise to us Hmm. and basically like you're already doing it yeah you're just already, by being you. you're already doing all this not like it's a list but because they say it's like a woman of valor so the first line which is translated in the NIV that we have here is a wife of noble character who can find, but the way that it may be better translated is a woman of valor who can find. And the Hebrew of that is, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, <laughs> but is Eshet Shael, which is E-S-H-E-T-C-H-A-Y-I-L. And so basically they praise each other with this and like you're basically a woman of valor and they the same words were used as for ruth who was childless husbandless it was used as a a praise for her before she was married before she had kids and so it's basically a woman who does whatever she does whatever she puts her hands to in in an amazing way so you know like it's used as praise like so if you get your doctorate you you would say hey you know, like, go girl. Basically, it's, you're a woman of valor. If you, you know, ha- open a business, it would be used as that. If you, you know, have your first baby, it would be used as that. But it's not used as, like, You oh, have to, to have, have this, 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 this to get this praise. Yeah, exactly. It's just used for whatever you're doing, you're doing with dignity, strength, and, you know. The contention. Yeah. So, it's used as praise for women in that culture, and it's used in our culture as a to-do list that we're never going to live up to. 
<laughs> why is that? <laughs> no, because that's how it's always felt. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And so, like, I feel like, yeah, it's much better used, like, okay, you know, you are a woman of valor if you set out and do what you're going to do and get, you know, accomplish your goal, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that goal may be. And there's, a, like, and the other thing is, is that actually in the, the Proverbs 31, there's a lot of different areas that you can be a woman of valor. You could be a business person. Mm-hmm. You could be a homemaker. You can be an entrepreneur. You can be uh, a volunteer. Be a volunteer. You can be a wife. You could be a mother. But you could be somebody who has employees. Like there is like just this all this room, and instead we use it as a huge cumulative list that you have to do all these things instead of being what are you doing in your life that is like one of these things and putting out you know, or, you know, a few of these things and doing that with all your strength. Because so, really, I don't think it's viable to be somebody who doesn't sleep. <laughs> no. You could probably be one of the people who gets up early, but then you're probably not going to be one of the people who stays up late. Yeah. You, you're probably one or the other. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> so what is the ethical quandary with Proverbs 31. Well, so there's a lot of merch sold <laughs> on Proverbs 31, a lot of money being made off of it in like the Christian culture and basically a lot of money being made off of it. I really just as a list like, of things to do and like putting heavy burdens on people. Yes. <laughs> Instead of using it to praise people. I I don't think I've ever heard it used to praise people ever. Like used to be like, "You go, girl." Have you? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I mean, maybe to talk about someone on the outside, like, oh, she's being really Proverbs 31 mm. woman when she does something good, mm-hmm. but not, like, to that person, but right. almost used as a comparison mm. at the same time. Like, someone's, she's, going to she's do, doing better than you, you are doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always a comparison, and oh my goodness, don't we have enough of that? Right. Oh, <laughs> we have yeah. with our culture, our Christian culture plus our secular culture, like com- combined all of that together. Ugh. <laughs> because our you know secular culture says you have to be pretty, and this one says you have to be good, and like <laughs> like you have to be everything. You have to have it all, which means you have to be it all. That's a lot. Don't, I don't know don't anyone do who can do that. <laughs> Figure out what you're good at and what your passion is and then go for that. And who knows what that actually was meaning. Maybe it was like she will have some of these traits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If she's got some of these traits, and she'll the, be great. Not every single one. And the beginning is, is who? Uh, who, who, can find, they, who can find this person? They don't yeah. exist. So why or, are, why why are, are these women it? buying these books mm-hmm. and having Bible studies and having Based the, the on... Proverbs 31 Bible. Like, that's yeah. a thing. And, like, just this list and list of things to do. And so, I guess the thing is, is, like, don't preach it as a list of things to do. If you're going to use it at all, use it to praise somebody. But don't use it as a comparison then. So why are, mm. why is it always so damaging? <laughs> because it, it's such a damaging chapter. Use it like that. Right. And instead of being nice and lovely, mm-hmm. it's so damaging. I think because we're human and we twist things. And it's funny because Jesus says, you know, you pile up burdens that people can bear, heavy yokes, and, you know, basically a list of things to do that they're never going to be good enough. And that's exactly what we continue to do. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I'm going to pick one thing. Okay, one thing I'm going to do for my husband. I'm going to bring her, her food from afar. I will continue to have ramen in the cupboards. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Yay, I'm so good at that. I am a woman of valor. There you go. So have we judged the heck out of that? I think so. I mean, just stop. Stop. Stop doing it. It's not good to put that on people. No. No. It's super damaging. Yeah. Give some freedom to people. And if you mm-hmm. say that you are a Proverbs 31 woman and you're doing all of these things, I feel really bad for you because <laughs> I think you're fooling yourself. And you're exhausting yourself. Yeah. And you're actually not being the best person that you can be because you're doing things that you're probably not very interested in or very good at along with some things that you probably are good at. Probably, yeah. But not mm-hmm. spending as much time mm-hmm. as you would probably like on the good things. Mm-hmm. So since Proverbs 31 suggests that we get up early and then stay up late, our ethical product today (laughs) is fair trade coffee. (laughs) So (laughs) since you're going to need that. (laughs) You are going to need that. The uh, fair trade coffee that we're highlighting today is Equal Exchange Coffee. It's organic, fair trade, and we've had it here. Yes. It's it's excellent. It's very good. I don't like light coffee, and this was not, which is great. It's I like all coffee. <laughs> I am not a coffee connoisseur. You could stick a really bad cup of coffee in front of me, and I'd generally be like, oh, good coffee. So one of the th- important things about coffee is it just like cocoa, which we talked about last week, a lot of coffee is picked by people who are not paid or paid well, and it's often child labor. So... Fair trade coffee is they, they pay their employees a living wage, and equal exchange is also worker owned. So the farmer partners have the right to vote and the right to serve as a leader on their board and the right to information and the right to speak their mind. So it's a co-op, it's a democratic worker cooperative, and so it's not designed to maximize profits. So it's meant to, it's based on a democratic principles. And so the principles include one person, one vote, equality, open access to information, free speech, and the equitable distribution of resources such as income. So if you check them out, you can get them online. You can also get them. I've seen them at the store. It's equal exchange, fairly traded, worker owned coffee. Um, Since you're going to, you know, Obviously need a lot of that. (laughs) (laughs) That was one thing that they didn't list. She drinks a lot lot of of coffee. coffee. (laughs) I'm going to add that (laughs) under my last highlighted part. (laughs) So thank you for joining us here at Ethical Quandaries, a podcast where we have a lot of questions. But no answers. And we're We're judging judging you anyway. Technical support and photography by Tip Kingsley. Consultation by Mid Toker. Production music by EpidemicSound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Veltstra. If you have an ethical quandary or a comment, you can email us at ethicalquandaries at outlook.com. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And support our work on Patreon.com.